0: Greetings, podcast listeners. My name is Kurt Schneider, and along with Tom Thor Darson, I am pleased to bring you episode one of All Things Thor. Tom and I talk on a few occasions about bringing his rich history and design to more people, and this podcast is the result of those chats. Like me, I'm sure you've always wanted to know more about Tom and the work he's done, Tiki, theme parks, and everything in between. We hope that this podcast will bring all of us together in a fun and creative way, And we look forward to hearing from you, because that's what's going to make the adventure a great one. So without further delay, let's jump into the first of what we hope will be many episodes of All Things Thor.
1: You know, this is a a great opportunity for me uh, to be able to kind of give a little inside glimpse of what has made me or shaped me into the adult, if that's what you want to call it, that I am today. And um, <laughs> one of the, and my career, how it shaped my career, um, how it's in my mind given balance and happiness to my life. And I have to give the greatest credit as something that I always turn to. And, and that is um, the me, the Tom, of course my my name is Tom Thor Darson. Uh, other people uh, have made the created the nickname Thor, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But um, I've, I had an extremely happy childhood, a very vividly uh, imagination rich childhood, and I don't know if it's a combination between um, my natural capabilities of having a very, and you've talked about this too, a photographic memory. Mm -hmm. But my memories of my childhood um, are extremely vivid, uh, like little movies that are in little separate movie rooms in my brain that uh, sometimes if I choose or sometimes if I don't choose, (laughs) I find myself sitting in one of the little rooms and uh, reliving an experience. And my childhood um, developed my imagination because of those around me, my parents and my grandparents. And um, uh, it also taught me about my fellow man um, or uh, interaction with um, other people. Um, I think that uh, it, it... in my mind is no different to be uh, nine years old and get a a feeling about how you get along with somebody. um, Mm -hmm. If they're going to be a friend, if you make a friend, right. um, When you're six or nine and when you're 50 and when you're, uh, when you're trying to figure out whether a business relationship or a, um, intimate, uh, partner relationship is going to work. Um, you know, it, it all go for me when I'm in question now as an adult, I go back to the little boy and I go, what would you do? What, exactly. what would you think?
0: Yeah. Would this work? Would I hang with this person? Would I have a positive experience? Uh, or would they turn out to be, uh, somebody I really didn't want to Spend time with. Yeah, exactly. Do things with. Exactly.
1: And, yeah. and we've all known situations like that, right? True, true. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Throughout life, it's not the type of thing that disappears at a certain age either. It uh, it follows you, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, it is true. Even if you're 30, 40, 50, uh, you have that innate thing in you that says,
1: yeah, this is okay, or not so sure. Yeah, the chemistry's not there. There's something. There's the you know. I'm big on in, intuition. Um, I I had to. I, I got rejected from jury duty. Um, twice. Oh, twice! <laughs> wow. Um, that,
0: that could be luck, though. Well, <laughs> in some it, people's it, eyes.
1: It, 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 for many people, <laughs> yes. And um, and the reason was on both accounts. And I, and I actually felt offended because I was willing to go in there and sit and listen to these, this, this thing and spend a day um, doing my duty. But um, when the attorneys would um, question me, when they do that thing at the beginning, uh, the jury, when they ask you questions, how would you be, uh, how would you, uh, how do you feel about this certain circumstance? Or uh, have you ever had an experience with a gang member or uh, blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm you know what, what what would make you um uh you know uh, uh, what would be the basis of your judgment i and I, I kept saying well i feel like and then they kept stopping me no 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 oh. <laughs> uh, i go and i didn't understand what the no no no, no. just factually have you ever had you know what, tell me well uh, you know this one time i felt like this one it was well, stop you know <laughs> too much and, and too, too much feel yeah. Yeah, just, it, this isn't about what you
0: feel. You weren't lawyerly enough. Right. You were, too, you were human.
1: I was human. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. I go a lot by my intuition. And just like what you just said, you mm-hmm. know, you, you get a, there's a chemistry that's that sometimes uh, goes beyond words mm-hmm. where you, um, you feel a kinship with uh, another person or, yep. or even an animal, you know, um, and vice versa. And uh, so... That's kind of a funny little side note, you know, that um, that's been a struggle, not a struggle, but, but a challenge my whole life that I've always been a very uh, intuitive feeling sort of person. And so um, I've I've sometimes gotten my most uh, friction or uh, uh, inability to work with uh, maybe a person or a situation based on the fact that um, they're... Uh, Uh, they're, they're wired differently than that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it's true. Well, it's as a creative person too, you find that I have found, um, as you go through life, you'll see that there are those that slowly become, I won't say less creative, but they're very buttoned down and they go further down that path Mm -hmm. to move up the ladder of whatever it is that they're attempting to do. Yes. And then there are those that are creative that kind of go, all right, You know, if I go up the ladder, okay. But you know what? I'm having fun right now doing A, B, or C. If something positive happens from it, great. But yeah, you know. And then you'll slowly realize uh, that guy or that gal, you know, uh, they don't have the same. They just don't see it the same way that I do. Same agenda, or they got a different ultimate, you know, goal for the end of the whatever. Absolutely. And you. You know, you've, you you figure it out pretty quickly, like you a do. lawyer. You know, at jury duty. They they're yeah. looking for a specific yeah type. I yeah. guess yeah. yeah, and if you don't fit within that yeah parameters or that constraint, then you know out the.
1: Door they simply go. said to be juror jur number two. You're excused. You yeah. <laughs> <He> said, "Thank <laughs> you. Go have lunch." I'm like, "Are you sure? <laughs> what did I do? What did I do?" You know. Uh, anyway, but. Um, you know, so, and that goes back to even early childhood, I think. Uh, some people would say I was a sensitive kid, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd get my feelings hurt easily. And mm-hmm. and my parents, <clears throat> that tended to be one of their strategies, uh, I guess, to shape my behavior was, uh, and I should be thankful for it. My, my mom and my uh, grandparents and everything would always if I was contemplating something and got mad at somebody because let's say they were trying to bully me or something. And, and I would say, well, I'm just going to go tell them something that insults them. You know, I'm going to tell them they have funny hair. or They've got funny nose or something. And they would say to me, well, you know, are you sure you want to do that? Because, you know, can you imagine that that, how they're going to feel? I mean, you're going to you're going to end up hurting their feelings if you say that. Mm-hmm. And I would think about that, and, I, and I think, you know, you might you might make them go home and really cry and, and feel really bad. And and for some reason, that resonated with me as a kid, and I I thought to myself, I started to feel differently about this kid who you know was bugging me, and I was I was just ready to knock him in the nose, and and yet. Um, so, they, they taught me compassion, and uh, I guess uh, is the only word I know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I've always been that way. And it's been to my advantage sometimes. And then, other times, I think uh, people, without question, took advantage of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> and, uh, I can
0: understand that. Yeah. yeah. I've had
1: that happen too. Yeah. Which we all, you know, that's how you learn in life. You know? It's true. It's true.
0: Well, I was a uh, teacher. And during one of my summer breaks, I decided uh, I was going to come out visit my sister, who lives in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And one of the highlights was coinciding with my visit, there was a concert in Santa Barbara, and they have a bowl, the county bowl, which is oh. carved out of the hill. Oh side. wow! So you sit in this literally a bowl, and it was the Brian Setzer Orchestra, big band, oh, nice. you know, from uh, he was with Stray Cats. Yeah. So I wanted to see him for years. So got tickets. Sits down, you know, sisters with me, and a couple of young kids in front with their family, and then a somewhat rowdy group in the row directly behind us. Uh-huh. They've been drinking and having a great yeah. time all yeah, the afternoon. Basically, well, they come out and the band's playing and they're singing uh, one particular song that I I can't remember, but it was uh, they were changing the lyrics and mentioning underwear, and, you know. So I'm sitting there going, these poor little twin, they look terrified, these little twin girls. So for whatever reason, the teacher in me decided I was going to lean back to this, must have been 10 of them, unruly group, (laughs) and kind of say, hey, you know, do you think maybe, you know, you could just bring it down a notch because, you know, I'm thinking the little kids. (laughs) So I turn around and lean in to the guy, and I said, hey, you know, and the guy leans forward and I said eh, you know these kids you know setting things say apple for him and what does he do he grabs me by the collar pulls me back oh, and he gets no. ready to slug me in the nose oh. so my sister who's sitting oh. next to me sees this and says let go of my brother and grabs the guy and now this melee of 15 oh. people breaks out <laughs> you know because I was trying to you know, I felt you know em- empathy toward these yeah. four little kids so I went yeah, that didn't go right. You know, teacher, I was like he's going to listen to me and yeah. he'll go, "Oh, thanks, buddy." You know. Yeah. So
1: And it went I, in a different direction. Yeah,
0: but I can relate to what you said. Is You know, you you have to have people in your life that give you that sort of think about yeah. you know, in this particular case, I don't think I really thought of the flip side like this could go horribly wrong. Right. right. But I was thinking it was,
1: you know, mm-hmm.
0: but it's uh it's a trait that a lot of people have and a lot of people don't have. I yeah. mean, point yeah. To tell you right there you know I mean I'm thinking one way and that guy was yeah. thinking another way. yeah
1: and you so, know you never know I mean yeah. we, I mean that's I think that's one of the big lessons that you learn in business and when I when I was at Disney um, uh, sharing ideas with other people in a room and and uh, different things you're amazed um you know you learn that Um, You're going to be always disappointed if you expect everyone to think the same way you do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think some of the biggest disappointments in life, at least for me, um, are when you expect someone to react the same way you would, and they don't. And um, when I was younger, you know, of course, that is much more disturbing, but then as you experience more life, you start to go, well, uh, you know, that's just the way things are. I'm mean, going to have to accept that,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some things you have the ability to change or yeah. to sort of steer in a particular mm-hmm. direction and others, it's just like, nope, yeah. not going to happen. Ab- you ab- know? Absolutely. You never know. It's kind of like two people walking up for a gunfight, you know, you mm-hmm. don't know how it's going to go. But <laughs> not Well, a gunfight usually goes one particular way, but uh, you know, you, you don't know until you know. And yeah, uh, I guess that's part of the whole process. That's the whole life thing. Yeah. Is you never know what's going to, but in, in a creative way, I could see that, you know, people think Disney or they think universal or whatever. And they think, oh, it's all these wonderful, happy people that are mm-hmm. churning out this stuff. That's just amazing. And mm-hmm. they must all have a, you know, they're having birthday cake every day yeah, in the break they're room. Having a yeah. and they're having a great time. And yeah. I can imagine that's probably yeah. not the case. Which not all,
1: not as many times as you would anticipate although those things happen mm-hmm. um i think that uh um you know from from the get go for some reason um um i always got put into uh um uh, uh, the jungle in order to turn. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a bird <burn. laughs> i love that i that just um, yeah, um, I w- right away out of school. I got quote advanced into positions of uh, leadership, design leadership, and like when I when I joined Sequoia Creative, um, right out of school as a concept illustrator and designer. Um, uh, they whatever they saw the quality or the tendency of me. They, they always had me being this person in between um, management, um, uh, corporate or the, or the business you know, managers and creative. And they always I always got the dirty job of being in between and oh. uh, going to the creative people and explaining why we can't do something because it's not going to work for some budgetary reason or for some other reason. And then I also had the, the dirty job of, of listening to my comrades that, that I, the people that I considered my battle, you know, if, 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 if we were in Vietnam, they were my comrades that I was in battle with, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. how do, how do I now I'm supposed to go up and talk to the general or the sergeant and, and explain to them their side of the coin, why they don't want to run out there into the jungle, you know, and, and, and convince that and convince the, guys mm-hmm. that are moving the chess pieces uh, that aren't, you know, have the same experiences we have. I always, I always got, I got in that position when I was about 26 years old. And uh, um, so it was, uh, it was, uh, it was hard for me to knew who, you know, I think who I was, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to be an artist. Right. I wanted to be a, a dream maker and I wanted to in, uh, in my, being naive in the beginning when I first started and I was first hired by Bob Gurr and uh, Davis Wenninger and uh, Tom Reidenbach, the three guys that had just left Disney um, and started their own company. um, They had a lot of faith in me and where I was going and uh, gave me a lot more uh, responsibility than I think I should have had at that time of my life looking back on it. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, you know, I just, the only thing that worked was like, you're, you know, is trying, you were touching on this a minute ago. The only thing that would work for me is just like being as honest as I could about how I felt about st- stuff. And I would, I, I wouldn't try to, you know, go back to the design department with the illustrators and, and, and make up some story. I would say, you know, I would say, you know, they just, they don't want to spend the money of the ideas that we just came up with. They, they, they don't like, you know, they don't like the profit margins and all that. They don't want to spend the money. So we can do the most fabulous job we can back here and dazzle everybody with artwork and everything we're doing, but they, they don't want to spend the money. And uh, it's not that they don't appreciate us, but the fact is we got to do something for half the amount of money. So we can complain and moan about it all we want, or, or we can actually, you know, say what what can we do with rubber bands and paper clips that's gonna impress somebody, you know? Right. You kind of dig and in
0: your heels and say Yeah. Rather, this is what we got. Exactly. See what we can do.
1: Exactly. Cause I think there's a, I I've always believed a lot in and later on when I got much more experience at and, and spent time at Universal and Disney, and different places, the people I admired the most were not dictators. The the mm-hmm. the the ones who run, ran the show. Um, a, a, uh, the personalities that were dictator like um, I think got the least out of the um, creative uh, resources that they had. Mm-hmm. If you got in there and uh, it, it remind you know, it, I, I remember reading about Texas history and Davy Crockett when he was asked to go to the Alamo and, uh, Colonel Travis, you know, said, "Okay, well, wow, you know, you're a legend, uh, David, uh, David, David Crockett. So, we're obviously going to make you a whatever it was, a general or something." And and David Crockett said, "You know what? I'll pass on that. Just make me a, just make, call me a high private. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I, I want to be with my boys. Right. It's you, not about. Yeah. You can ask me to lead. You can ask me to, for my opinion on how to provide." example and leadership through what yeah. i know but i think that's the best way to to um to influence uh, a team as if if you're one of them
0: you know? right well sometimes you end up with that well, divide wedge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know between and then there's the ones that try and make you know or yeah. make you aware of the fact that they are yes at this level and you are just the lowly right you know, whatever it is, designer or, you know, yeah. whatever, anything in life.
1: So they control through fear. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: So. Um, Especially when you're young, when you're very young, they, that, they added emphasis, you yeah. know, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Youngster, you yeah. know, so you just told the line and then you go, but, but I have an idea or, or there's a way or I have this thing or, and they're like, no, right. no, no, that's not right. how we do it around here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That happened to me when I started as a, a art, designer person. It was like, this is how we do it. You will do it this way and you will like it, and you, go, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, yeah, but you learn, you learn, you learn how to kind of navigate that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, as a t- having been a teacher as well, um, when I, you know, I, I taught at art center for five years, college of design, uh, when they first were developing their entertainment, um, in the illustration department their their uh, entertainment design program um and uh i was relatively young i mean i wasn't that much older than the students i mean <laughs> so it was kind of awkward yeah, you know yeah, it can but, be. but they asked me to you know come teach this because there was no one else doing it at the time and uh, it was it, it, all the students were asking to learn about it they wanted to learn how to be theme park designers but mm-hmm. but there wasn't a program there that taught that and, um, so, um, yeah, so, um, anyway, um, I just, I just did, I just, I, I used to say to them, you know, um, um, let's work on this t- let's, let's all see what your, your individual strengths are. And, and I think the and the way you can relate to a subject, like for me, I've dealt with so many different subjects, many of which, when I heard I had to come up with a ride Or, 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 story and a ride and experience, I'd go, oh my God, please don't make me do this. (laughs) Or even, uh, you know, if it's, let's say it was at the time about the, you know, um, the Alamo, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I knew about the Alamo, but the only thing I was interested in is Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie and the Bowie knife and, you know, a few of the little things I knew from, from, from Fess Parker. You, I. You really want me to come up with a story about the Alamo, and and, and yes, and an accurate one, yet entertaining and everything, and so all oh in one God. ball of
0: yeah. So it's, I guess, not to pop the the pixie dust bubble, but it's uh, it's a job. It, it is a it, job, yeah. It, you know, so yeah, you yeah. may not always like what comes across your desk. You might just go, "Oh, are you kidding me?" You know, you're not right. You're not doing. Right. What it is that you might particularly like. Yeah. You got to do what, you know, uh, I guess the simple terms, the boss, what the boss wants. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that is, I think one of the, the, at least it used to be, and I'm sure it still is. um, But when I was there uh, not that long ago, um, it was, um, you know, you had to um, find a way, you know, you had to find an avenue is what i was saying, uh, to make it interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was, you know, again, not to keep going on. I'm just using the Alamo. Not even that that was specifically a Disney project. It was a separate one. But, you know, the only thing I was interested were those two characters. And then I was interested in uh, my grandfather used to, to uh, hand carve um, the stocks of hunting rifles for people. Oh, so he'd he'd wow. hand he hand carve these scenes in the in the uh, uh, in the maple and the different woods and and so and he'd do inlays and things like that and so um, I was like okay well, that's kind of interesting uh, the Davy Crockett's rifle, Old Betsy, you know when I went mm-hmm. to the museum and I, I so I started with little things that I was interested in and right. what what was the real Bowie knife the very first Bowie knife and got hooked up with an expert on that who showed me actual collections that things. And I worked my way from things I was interested in and I spiraled out Mm -hmm. learning a little bit about the Texas history, about the Tejanos uh, and about the um, everything. And next thing I knew, as opposed to what would have been a horror for me when, um, before to just sit down and read chapter after chapter about this history. (laughs) I, I had learned all this stuff and I was reciting dates and I was. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Without thinking. Really, without even thinking. You, I, you took the journey without yeah. you know, thinking about you're putting too much.
1: Right. And, then, you know, I, and then, then I was able to put that in an entertaining way for other people to learn with that same sympathy that people aren't going to want to sit in a room and watch a history lesson, but how can I have them have an immersive experience where they walk out of there knowing things they didn't even know were being.
0: Right. Injected. You're incident. you're you're educating them without letting them know, yeah. right? You're yeah. yeah. Giving them some smarts. Exactly. For lack of a better term. Yeah, well that's I guess that's the goal, right? Is to entertain and yeah. uh, educate, inform, educate. Right. You know, right. that's like the Lincoln thing, you know? You go, Oh my god, this is yeah. not Lincoln, but it's Lincoln. But at the same yeah. time we're learning about history, you know. Yeah. So It's clever. I mean, it's a, it's a a neat way of, you know, yeah. Of course you're disappointed when you go back to school and all you have is the teacher at the front of the room with a chalkboard and not an animatronic, but
1: you know, right. And it says, read chapter six. We're having a quiz tomorrow morning. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, we will not be having uh, animatronic Lincoln reciting for us today. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah, And to be honest with you, um, since that's part of what I want to do on this whole program, I'm, I'm sharing very personal experiences, um, um. Uh. is I think I probably had a reading problem when I was a kid because even though I could technically read, I could read out loud, I could do everything that looked or appeared to, to be like what a normal child can do. My, um, I had what I'm just guessing, maybe now they would have called it some form of ADD or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, I, I wasn't hyper or depressed, so I, so I, I don't know if it would be technically ADHD. I just don't know about any of that kind of stuff. All I know is that I always had a very vivid imagination and I always wanted to create my own stories. Mm-hmm. So I'd start to read a chapter that we we're supposed to be reading quietly in the classroom and I'd get and I'd read. but then <clears throat> I'd be reading along. And I'd see a part of the book that was telling a story about uh, a knight riding a horse through a, through through a, a, a through a beautiful forest, and I was getting into it. Next thing I knew, I'd already turned the page twice, and I had projected a whole nother direction that, that knight on the horse had gone. Mm-hmm. He he was off doing something else, and then I was thinking about his armor and him you know, raising the hood of his armor to be able to uh, take a drink of water in the stream. And, and then I'd go, I just, I just, I just read three pages that I have no idea what the book is about that I'm going to get a test on or the teacher's going to ask me about. And I'd have to go back and force myself to to reread it. So reading was a laborious process for me. It it was, you know, it was a, a chore and yeah. i know my mom struggled with you know teachers saying well you know i don't know he just uh, i don't know if it's his comprehension or what it is because on the test you know he he didn't do so well mm-hmm. but the drawing on the back of the test was beautiful exactly <laughs> yeah, i
0: i've had that experience as well i remember we used to have the book fairs yeah and they would line up all those books on tables you know in the ele- elementary school and you would go through with your little bag and you'd say, pick, you know, you had, I don't remember what the amount was, but it maybe had $2 to spend on a little paperback book. And uh, they had all different kinds, you know, mm-hmm. not like novel type, you know, reading adventures. And then they'd have ones that had a lot of uh, visuals. Yeah. And they may not have been appropriate, the material, but the mm-hmm. visuals were stunning. You know, when it had been uh, like, you know, as a second grader or first grader, it might have been tales of King Arthur's court, you know, in... A 10 point type but it had these beautiful black and white illustrations oh, yeah! so that would go in my bag and yeah. then people would be like wait you're in the second grade you can't you, there's no way you can read to comprehend this I know, I know
1: exactly what you're talking I'd about.
0: say no I I I yeah. It's the story. I don't yeah. care about the story. I said, you see these beautiful yeah. images in this book. I want this because of yeah. this artwork. And they would be, you know, they're very concerned. We have to, your parents have to come in. This is the book he's chosen. Uh, uh, this is way above his level. Yeah, you know, and my mother's exactly. like, oh, you know, and I go, but it's the it's the artwork, it's the artwork. you know, or, yeah. you know, it was something completely different. But nobody was looking at it like yeah. he's choosing this because he likes This aspect. Yeah. You can't have that book. I was the same way. You can't read this. I said, I'm not reading it. I want to look at the, you know. I've got my own thing going on in my head because of this picture of, you know, the guy or the knight on the horse. Yeah. Off it goes. I don't need what's in the book. I just need that. Yeah. That one launch pad, you know, and then I'm off to the races.
1: Gosh, that's So. so much like me. Matter of fact, I almost feel like I had that same book about, <laughs> about the knights, and, yeah, man. and it was way above my head. It was, well, you know, but it had great pictures in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so, um, but you know, in your life, and I'm sure you've had this, there's a lot of people that influence you, and that you have to think, well, Why do I think this way? or Why am I? And right around, you know, early around that time, um, and it's a whole nother topic I want to get into another time. But my uncle Charlie, who uh my bird is named after, mm-hmm. my African gray, um used to come over only on holidays, and he was my technically my grandmother's um uncle. So he was my great uncle. Oh. But he was sort of the I don't know what word to use. It not he wasn't the black sheep of the family, but he was very unusual so he so my grandma with yeah, with he, uh, he was that uncle or yes, that, yes yeah yeah he he his wife you know had left him um long ago um and since they she just walked out on him and he he never they never got a divorce or anything so he was always waiting for her, which was just a sad story for him. Oh. He goes, "Oh, she'll come back sometime." I mean, we're talking about this has been thirty or forty years, oh. you know. Yeah. And um, so my grandma always felt sorry for him and invited him over for holiday events. And then eventually, I got to like him so much, I would beg to have Uncle Charlie over. So she would say, "Okay, let's have <laughs> Uncle Charlie over." The reason I did is he drive he drive up in this old beat up. Chevy Impala that he, that parked under a olive tree. So it was a white Impala that was peppered with stained black olives all over the darn <laughs> thing. And you know, he he'd pull up and he'd always bring me something. Mm-hmm. And it was always about science. He was actually a very intelligent man. And the reason he never wanted you to go into his house, my grandma said she went in there one time. Because she was concerned about him. And uh, it was loaded with experiments from room oh. to room to room. He oh. had Heath, Heath kits of electronical experience. His own mm-hmm. creations he was doing. Um, ham radio. Um, tons of stuff he had. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so what he would do is he would sit with me with for hours. And tell me about all this stuff. And he and I'd go, Uncle Charlie. How does a phone work? And he'd go, Oh, that's very. Well, let's sit down and think about it. And and uh, he had this very specific way of talking like that. And he'd uh, he'd go, Oh, Tom. Um, did you ever wonder how uh, you know? Uh, yeah, how electricity works? Well. You know it starts with you know positive and negative and he'd go on and on and on and um, I would I was fascinated by the guy yeah and then he'd bring this little kit that he had bought for me and we'd put together a crystal radio and lay right. it out on the on the on the lawn, on the uh, driveway yeah or he'd go okay let's learn Morse code. How would you like to debt dot debt da da da. da, da. Yep that, 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 you know what that means? You know, And he, mm-hmm. and of course it would drive, my grandma would just be like, "Holy!" and I'd, so I'd go around the house as a kid, <laughs> six, seven years old, going, di, di,
0: di, di. you yeah. know, she'd go, stop, you stop know, the stop. Morse
1: code. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but uncle Charlie was one of those guys who um, influenced me a lot because back to the idea of he lit not that this is something I'm saying everyone should do. But he was the example of the total, uh, probably extreme version of creating his own bubble and his own world and his own happy place. Mm-hmm. Uncle Charlie was in bliss. And he, was, he made a living by being a sign painter, which is now no longer a trade. No, mm-hmm. But he was a sign painter and silk screener and uh, mm-hmm. did uh, uh, signs and things for people in Los Angeles in the um, I, you know, 50s, 40s, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so these different people, you start to realize when you look back at who you are and why you, why you think certain ways, yep. you start to go, hey, Charlie, I'm part of Uncle Charlie, you know, I've got a little Charlie in
0: me. And, yeah. Well, it's funny, you, as you were saying that, I was thinking of myself, my dad, ham radio, uh, electronics, photography, um, he would, my poor mother would suffer through uh, watching TV and after dinner, he would go downstairs and fire up his ham radio to talk to <laughs> wherever. And he would hit a certain transmitter thing that he had built uh, from a Heathkit, And the TV would dim <laughs> while she's watching it. And so the next thing would be the stomp on the floor. George, <laughs> you know, you're messing up the TV. It's like Grandpa and, Munster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he'd be like, what? You know, you're yelling. And she's like, you're messing up the t- I'm trying to watch the news, you know. And so But they finally came to this, you know, Thing, I guess, that give and go where yeah. he would say, Well, you know, I guess yeah. part of my watching the news is going to be him down there, you know, <laughs> firing <laughs> all the, the lights in the house are going dimming. Yeah. And, you know, it was like the Adams family. But yeah. uh, but the flip side to things like that is, you know, like you said, your own bliss, your, your bubble, it's it has an effect on people. Mm-hmm. And he worked for the government and they would get these crazy surplus things. Yeah. So one day a truck pulled up with a crate that was the size of like a Jeep, like a huge wooden crate. And my mother, of course, again, mortified, you know, what is this, you know, like old school, look like Indiana Jones. They were putting it in a warehouse. He prized the wood open and it's a full blown generator. No. Full blown, like gas, steel, welded tubes. Uh. So she's looking at it. This thing's now in the driveway. Well, what are you going to do with that? He says, I'm bringing it up. He built a house. Yeah. He built a little shack in the backyard oh my with god. all his radio gear. Uh, he says, you just wait. He says, whenever there's a disaster, uh, we're going to be good to go. Oh, my god. So I can so relate. He got all these guys. They, I don't know. Still, I was little. They, they brought it up. They put it in this side of this house thing that he built. And he rewired it because he knew electricity. <laughs> so when in, uh, when the power went out, if we had a storm. He was back in Massachusetts. He'd go out there and du, 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 clank, bang, 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 and and the house would light up. And <laughs> the only house on the street we got electricity. He would get out the waffle maker and he'd start making waffles. People are coming down the street. You know, like what? Why? You know, what, what's going on? I smell on? waffles? Yeah, and he's like, come on in. We'll have some waffles. He's oh, making waffles hilarious. for everybody. And we had the you know, lights were going. You yeah, know, and it, and the thing when he passed away, that generator was still, that, was still up that there. That is. The, Wonderful. And you know, that's, but that's the kind of thing. Well, it's like Uncle Charlie. It was like, yeah. that was his happy spot. You know, he, yeah, he was, we had electricity. He's making waffles. You yeah. know, he's taking care of people. Yeah. And my yeah. mother's going, oh, not again, you know, yeah, another. But, oh, I love, you that. know, they, they finally got that give and go, you know.
1: It was sure. And which, which yeah, happens. It happens. You know, I think some of the, I mean, I, I've seen some incredible relationships, you know, where, um, your first impression sometimes is how in the world did those, or did those two ever become a couple, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. because you know, their, their personalities are so different, Yeah, but then you realize there's some sort of ionization that it must happened that a makes thing. it work. Yeah. 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 And catalyzes things, if anything, you
0: know, that's true. It's true. You know? And that's another one of those. It's just things that just kind yeah. of follow you through life.
1: Yeah, you know
0: something that happened here affects you there. Because now, I you know I always laugh whenever I'm doing something like this, electronics or photography. Mm -hmm. I go, "Oh, Dad," you know, I blame. He's the one that sparked that interest. Yeah, yeah. you know, good or bad, you know, to the chagrin sometimes of my lovely bride. But um, you know, I think, oh, it's the same thing. I'm I'm doing my version of dimming the tv at night after mm-hmm. dinner you know and mm-hmm. she's going okay <laughs> all right i'll put up with it today you know thank you dear
1: that's that's <laughs> great yeah um and you know um relating to uh uh bob ger and my times <clears throat> my earliest times at sequoia um the design department had um a certain area and it was partly because I encouraged this but I eventually had a staff of about 20 wow designers
0: that's a staff
1: yeah and um the um anyone who wanted to lift their spirits or that we could that would that needed a good laugh they'd come back to the design department because yes. we we got a lot done but we were nuts back there we were crazy. <laughs> We, we that's different. usually and, how you get things done though, right? And so. and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get a hold of a couple of the guys um and, and have them talk uh with us. Oh that'd and, be great uh, and tell some of the stories because um you gotta remember some of the people that are coming in and out of there. You know, we had at at you know quarter to five before it was time to leave, Bob Gurr would come walking in from his engineering department where he was engineering um, on King Kong for universal studios in Florida or catastrophe Canyon. Um, they were working on all this engineering stuff and we had universal um, uh, executives in and out that were working with Bob and peeking at stuff that we were helping do for the, in the design department, building models and et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the stories I would hear And Bob would come. Oh, so it was Bob Ger's storytelling time. And he'd come back there, and Bob would just kind of roll in there. He knew it was almost the end of the day, and we were always excited to see him because, you know, somebody would say, "Okay, Walt story, Walt story." <laughs> go, okay, well,
0: good old days.
1: Yeah, and he, I remember when. And that- he would tell these great stories, but some of the fun, the funniest ones were how, um, you know, even things like I remember him saying, "You know the." lights at the end of the uh, and I won't I won't do a bob garden impression I, I, I always start to but I won't but uh, the the lights at the end of the um uh uh that uh, you see at the end of uh the uh parts of the Caribbean you know with those little lights that uh, uh eyes the little oh, eyes yeah. that are looking Yeah, that's
0: like bats you, Yeah, the, you yeah. see all those eyes going up the up the ramp.
1: Yeah, up the ramp yep. and he goes, you know Sometimes the simplest technology is uh, <laughs> is the most effective uh, from an engineer because you get he give these like you know little lessons in engineering and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes the you know you can over-engineer something and it's sometimes it's simpler. He goes, you know what those started out to be? Well, they were just literally tin soup cans with holes cut in them <laughs> and a light behind them, and they were stuck back far enough so that you couldn't tell what they were. Yep. But when those lights were twinkling on and off, you saw these little lights that looked like little eyes going yep. off and on on different uh, yep. things. And uh, <clears throat> Eyeballing he said, you. that was an easy one. You know, that was an easy uh, <laughs> a special effect. And uh, that's funny. And that was really one of many stories he had. He had great stories about, um, and so did Dave Swininger when they were, uh, at the Maple building and testing things and all the shenanigans that went on.
0: Oh you know, yeah. The, the, I'm sure the there funny was...
1: things that happened with the animatronic figures. And yep. oh my gosh, they were just great stories. But um uh so those kind of times, you know, would would happen there. And uh um oh and I was gonna say in the design department, um it wasn't like now where everyone um and you know some when I go see design departments now, if I'm brought in on anything, um it's all a bunch of people in a room, in one big room um, and they all have their personal devices and ah. headf- headphones on oh nobody's talking to anybody else unless they're off at a small conference table talking about something mm-hmm. all the, you know all these designers are sitting in their pods you know uh, 2 2 feet apart yeah, you
0: know they're small cubicle version. space
1: yeah and mm-hmm. not not interacting there's just there's just a glowing screen and headphones and their their heads going like that because they're playing whatever music whatever. they like or mm-hmm. whatever they're, they're in their own world
0: wow so that's a that's a totally different totally than, different vibe. yeah
1: when we were there we would we would all say okay what do you guys feel like playing today because we'd have one big like Huge boombox radio in the middle of the design department, mm-hmm. and everyone was crazy enough that we would listen to a hugely eclectic amount of stuff. Anything from old crazy old jazz music or or, or you know blues, yeah, to yodeling music, and yeah. we'd all we'd all be in there going. Yodeling. <laughs> we all knew our different cues. Yep. To um, to Disney music, we'd say, "Let's just play on the soundtrack from." Uh, Mary Poppins. Yep. Or let's, um, you know, uh, and just this huge uh, amount of crazy stuff, and um, and sometimes it would just get totally out of control for a moment, and to burn off energy, you know. I remember us playing things like AJ, which I'll introduce you to. We did this jug. We did this thing one time to get everyone's attention. We he played some sort of funny circus music, and you know, it was going. Yep. And we—they didn't know it—but we had replaced. You know, Exactos have the silver handle with the little number eleven Exacto yeah. blade. Yep. We took silver mylar and cut out um, what looked like Exacto blades, blades and put them in there. <laughs> so you know, flexible. mylar is just a little, yep. f- you like- know, flappy piece of paper. Paper, yeah. And we we <laughs> did a a hand to hand juggling act where we were throwing Exactos to each other to catch <laughs> while this music was going on. And, and and everyone in the design department was cringing. Oh, we terrified going, Oh my god you guys are absolutely <laughs> stop. what are you You're doing crazy <laughs> and that's um, great yeah but stuff like that went on um and it created this hu- this this uh, first of all it created a a bond between all of us Yep. and um uh you know and and, and there's this other uh designer I, w- I hope I can get a hold of um Terry, um, when she was interviewing for a job there, they had maybe the director of uh, design uh, mm-hmm. uh, at, at um, after uh, like three years. And so I had to interview people at, or different things like that. Well, anyway, they're bringing this girl in as a show set designer, which the architect uh, at that time was hiring, not me. And he brings her into the design department. and I didn't know anyone and I'm dressed up. You know, I used to have to dress up, so I had a tie with a nice white shirt tucked in, Yes, The, in, you know, the corporate, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And um, but I I could kind of lose it sometimes, and I would burn <laughs> off energy. So AJ was playing the soundtrack from The Wizard of Oz, oh. and um, it was the part where Scarecrow is doing his dance. Oh, yeah, so. I was able to really do that real well, get really floppy and flop on the ground. And I could do the whole thing. The very bendy. No, yeah. Yeah. No idea. And he comes back to introduce this girl to her first day at work and (laughs) meet the the director design. And there you are. And she goes, "Uh, that's him right there. (laughs) And I'm flopping around on the ground. And I remember Terry said years later, she goes, I'll never forget the first day I'm coming to meet you. And I'm thinking, Oh boy, you know, what the heck have I gotten myself into, you know? And, but that was the way it was. And we had fun. And like I said, people from project management who were kind of depressed or or the mm-hmm. uh, uh, financial officer um, used to come back there just to sit and howl and watch what was going on. Just to see.
0: Yeah. Well, that's when I taught uh, similar um Unlike now, where the, like you said, with the headphones and everybody kind of just compartmentalized, yeah, we would do that. The guy I worked with, we would, I would spontaneously, if I saw it was getting a little, you know. Stale down or scale, yeah. I jump up on top of a drawing board, you know, and go, Everybody, now stand up, you know, just do something crazy. That yeah. they had they thought the teacher had lost their mind, yeah. you know. I'm up standing up holding the boom box, waving it around, uh, we're uh, all gonna uh, do this uh, now, uh, you know. All right, or I chase somebody around the ro- just something crazy, and half of them would go, Yeah, the other yeah. would be, you know, the jaws would, go, Yeah, they're like, like, What's going on? What is he doing? He's lost his mind, you know, what are do we doing? I burst out the back door yeah. outside, you know, something just. Yeah. Just to jar them and have them go, oh, you know, just yeah. to break it up. Yeah. You know, wasn't anything on the level of Bob Gurr coming in and go, oh, but you know yeah. that the, the, Everybody was a cohesive family, right? Exactly. Of That's you know?
1: what, what it was. It
0: was more like because we spent uh, same thing. You spend uh, six and a half hours a day with high school kids. In yeah. my case, yeah, you know, you you learn the ins and outs and the intricacies of each person, and you know what may make them. Not happy mm-hmm. or happier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's a long time to it. Was, I would imagine, like, if you're working on a project, you're with the same group of people from the you know, from the get go until yeah. that thing is sure, uh, whatever, till uh, it's, done. Til yeah. it's done, right? Yeah. Finished yeah. and yeah. shipped or whatever, yeah, signed off on, or yeah, um, and you know, you, you have to do that kind of stuff, yeah, if you don't, then it just becomes you know, yeah. you're going in and just I rubber yeah. stamping every day,
1: and luckily, all the personalities got into it. Um We were fortunate because in in the beginning, when a new person would come in, I think they were a little overwhelmed at what was going on. Yeah, I imagine. But that then they be. loosened up. Yeah, yeah. And I could imagine that. Yep. But um, what did I get
0: myself into here? Uh,
1: and these days, you know, all the things we would do, all the levels of jokes, um uh, of course. Nobody was offended because right. we, we made fun of everything in the world. Yep. And um, but the, looking back, um, when I was talking to to AJ, that I'll, again I'll introduce later, we were talking on the phone about a week ago. You know, we would have lasted about one hour, and we would have been HR. Under, HR would have taken us yes. out by the ear under, and today's, taken us, yeah, standards, under today's standards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but, um, but you know, everyone was, yeah, that's just the way it was to laugh at each other and yep. no one was, everyone was fair game and everyone. Yep. And know. it's,
0: it's the kind of thing too, that if you were that one or two outliers, you know, that yeah. you would eventually, yeah. Cause you didn't want to just, right. you know, you didn't want to be that guy or that girl, you, you know. You got it. You, just, you, it yeah. you know, okay, I get right. it. You know, I'm not going to be, you yeah. know, a stick in the mud or right. whatever. Exactly. The, you it,
1: know. It, yeah. And then again, you know, of course. You warm least, up to it. At least there where I was, I, um, you know, of course there wasn't anything really. I mean, there was nothing like no sexual harassment or anything like that going on. It was right. just all pure lunacy fun. Matter of fact, um, I had met a guy who you, who had worked at and, and then had come to uh, – where we were and he said do you guys you guys know that you know who Tex Avery is and I said I've heard of the name and he goes you know you ever see on the Warner Brothers cartoons says Tex Avery you know blah 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 he used to have they used to put him in the back with his group in a separate Trailer behind the studios because those guys got so out of control <laughs> that they they literally had to keep them, Get them out the d- yeah and he goes you're the design department here is very reminiscent <laughs> of you know, the type of stuff that would happen that's a compliment I though I would think I thought it was I, I, was, uh, I, I would think. take that as a compliment I'd say well that's great yeah and we weren't screw I mean we were there was all a very talented group so had we not been producing I can see how we would have been told knock it yeah. off but they couldn't they couldn't um deny that no. we were we were pumping if out some you're great d- stuff knocking
0: it out of the yeah. park literally They they, yeah. you know, they what are they going to say yeah. leave them let them do you know let them be well i guess that's the way it was back in the day with um waltz guys right he had the yeah. he had that collection and some i, I imagine some were probably more straight laced yeah. than others but the ones that the roly crumps for example who were just more yeah. you know yeah, i didn't yeah. realize you know i'm a musician so uh, by guitar strings, by bass guitar strings yeah. or whatever. And there was this crazy artwork uh-huh. on all of them. Most of them were called uh, slinkies. It was Ernie Ball guitar mm-hmm, strings. Mm-hmm. So American Eagles. And mm-hmm. uh, some of them, you know, eagles with strings. You know, like it was a play on, um, you know, like on a dollar bill, there'd be like an eagle withholding the arrows. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So it was yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, yeah, like yeah. an eagle, but with guitar strings. And these really cool looking, you know, t- typography that was – Large and then small and then big and it looked like old carnival posters. So wow. come to find out, it's Rolly Crump.
1: Oh, uh, he designed uh, all of these
0: guitar strings for Ernie Ball because oh, it was a they're I think in L.A. or California yeah. company. So he was doing this stuff on the side, designing these things, and it was like, oh, now I get it. You know, now I look at it and I go, oh, that's clearly yeah. that's a Rolly Crump thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, that's you know there were I guess those that just. You know, went in and clocked and did their. Right. As long as they got the work done, great. But then they're the ones that were a little more, you know,
1: off. Yeah.
0: Beat off center or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was great. Right. You know, it, sometimes you'd have to rein them in. I yeah. imagine, but. Yeah. Um, same thing. You know, Uh the creativity. You 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 do that kind of stuff. You'd yeah. Be a little wacky You'd play jokes on people. Or. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know. Yeah, I love the bird. <laughs> or, or that would be it, Q. That's Q. <laughs>
0: that's Q. The macaw.
1: Them car.
0: He's letting us know he's, he's around the corner. <laughs>
1: uh, he's, he's our, uh, our heckling audience of approval.
0: There
1: you and, go. I like that. Um, I like that. The, um, uh, yeah. So, um, I miss those times a lot. And I think the, that's when someone has asked me recently, if you could, and if they, if there was a project that they asked you to come back on, would you go back and work at Disney? And, um, my honest opinion is i i don't think i would because um from everything i've seen everything i've witnessed and heard and everything it's a completely different process than it was when i uh got into the industry and and it, and the things that i enjoyed most about it um that i i don't think i could um I think I'd get very uh, – I'd lose my enthusiasm yeah. uh, and my magic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Um, very quickly. And that, well, and I'm speaking from a personal opinion. There might be other people that may disagree with me, but uh, that's how it would affect me.
0: Well, it's yeah. – I see that, you know, as a musician and a recording music type guy. Um, back in the day when you were working with a band – You went into a studio, you saved up, and it was multi-track tape. You know, and the tape reels would go around, and you had Mm -hmm. a mixing board with fader, and you wanted an instrument louder. You turned it up, or Mm -hmm. you turned it down. And then it became digital and all done on computers, and it's lost that sort of hands-on feel. You'll see here, I mean, we're recording now on a board with actual mechanical faders and i i I have to have that yeah i've tried doing it the new way with everything's on a computer screen and it seems like it's lost some of its soul
1: the tactile the tactile aspect aspect. you know Uh i want
0: to turn this knob and have this happen yeah i don't want to click and drag a mouse right i understand but it it takes a little of that it it becomes more of a yeah chore and less of a hey this is fun you know turn the horn section yeah You know, so I could I could see, especially what you just said about how the camaraderie and the you know everybody's going mm-hmm. out to the design department just to let off you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that like you said anymore. Not that maybe. I know of. Not to that
1: yeah.
0: level or extent. No, no. no it's no. more of a here's what we need to do. It's much
1: more regimented. Yeah, and um, there there's a lot more management from. You know, when I, when I designed um, Journey to the Center of the Earth for Tokyo Disney Seas, I was brought over from Universal and given a essentially an offer I couldn't refuse. Mm-hmm. come over to Disney and to be given an e-ticket attraction, actually uh, several in the land, mm-hmm. uh, in Mysterious Island. And they basically uh, had enough confidence in me to say, you know, we, we want you we trust your style we like you know everything about what you've done and everything here's a few other ideas that some people have done in the past when this was going to be a studio tour and etc cetera, et cetera. you can use or not use any of that mm-hmm. otherwise boom it's I your it's it. yours yeah yep. the only the only the only restrictions you have is that we're still trying to figure out how how long the track system is going to be and and, and all that kind of stuff and uh and i think um rather than me get into that whole thing because there's a whole very interesting story about the early part of the development of Journey to the Center of the Earth and um my experiences I think uh that's think an that's episode a, I think that's an episode in itself so there I won't, you go. I won't I won't get into that we'll but, save that we'll yeah. put that
0: into the future yeah. column category column yeah well I'm sure we're going to have plenty more to uh, to come I mean I yeah. don't think you're going to have any shortage of no uh, material and we haven't even touched upon your whole tiki.
1: No, we haven't even gotten into tiki yet. (laughs) So
0: we'll be going down that pathway at some point too. And I'm sure Q will be very thrilled to hear that too. That's, uh,
1: that's probably what Q is saying is what about tiki? What's going on with the tiki?
0: Yeah. You haven't brought the tiki up yet. So we'll, uh, we'll be touching upon that too. I think um, we're going to have boundless uh, materials, subjects, categories, categories, going forward, I think it's going to be an awesome journey yeah. to take with you. Speaking of journeys, I, I, you yeah, know,
1: I, and I appreciate that. And I think that, um, and you and I were talking about this earlier. Um, what I'd also really like is I, I, I'd hope is that, um, listeners will take some ownership in this and have their own questions. Um, things maybe that I might take for granted and not even have brought up or talked about, mm-hmm. um, or uh, on a number of different subjects that, that I'll be touching on, uh, including even, you know, we could even get into, as you said, the how to's on certain things. I mean, there's yeah. certain I mean, I'm OK. There's certain things I can't talk about, of course, as an artist, because of proprietary reasons or something, because of the some of the companies that I work with and mm-hmm. there are certain techniques and things that I can't. But for the most part as an artist, um, I, I really am open about sharing, uh, um, how things, uh, how I do things and mm-hmm. how I approach things and techniques and different things like that. Um, and people, I think some people are going to be interested in that. Others are going to be interested in just the backstories of the people I've worked with uh, again, like Leota Thomas, uh, Adam Leota from, from Disneyland, um, uh, and others, um, uh, and uh, and and also people. I really want um, uh, to at some point talk about um, one or two people that uh, what I call kind of unsung heroes—people that the general public will never know about, but that were the most, some of the most influential um, people in my career, uh, who would just simply. didn't have any interest to be the one standing up at the podium talking and taking credit for anything. They were just so fully absorbed in, in love with what they did that they could care less about anything else. And unfortunately many of those ended up getting laid off or they other things because they weren't watching their backs and um, some of those same people, um, and you have to at some point in a high corporate environment, You the realities, in all honesty, is the better you are, the more people that don't like you as well <laughs> as like you.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: you know, um, I think it was uh, Jim Morrison um, was interviewed one time and they asked him at that time, around 1969, I think it was there's a um a tape uh where he's being interviewed and one of the questions was at the time they go why why do, does it bother you that that um you're known as i mean that so many reviews you know are are um, they're, they're bad-mouthing you guys you know you guys are kind of becoming you know uh, mm-hmm. the that the anti uh a uh, band, you know, that they're, they're a little bit too uh, bad And a little bit too out there And a little mm-hmm. bit too everything And and that they're hating, they're, they, you know, they're, they're hating you guys There's a, there's, there's a whole bunch of people that are saying they hate the Doors You know, even though you can't dispute your popularity They still don't, you know And Jim Morrison, go, he goes, you know he th- 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 Does it bother you? And Jim goes, and he, and he thought about it And he goes, you know what? Well, I kind of relish in that thought. <laughs> you know, the band that people love to hate. Yeah. Goes, you know, there's something I really do kind of relish about that. You can't, obviously, I think that when you get good at something, you're really good at something, you're going to have as many people who hate you uh, as you do that really look up to you and, right. and adore you. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, some of these people, uh, just weren't interested that I was talking about in, in notoriety. So, and they were very talented. And so I think some of them, I think personally, my opinion is they were more of a threat to people who were wanting to, um, increase their uh, notoriety. Mm-hmm. And so these guys got swept, swept out of the way. Uh, and, uh, people never knew about them other than they experienced their magic in the theme park. Yeah. um that no. is an
0: unsung hero really when you don't know yeah you don't you have a face to associate with it or a name no. you just enjoy whatever it is and you'll never know yeah, yeah. it's true I've actually thought that uh just because that's my nature you know I'll go I remember going on an adventure through inner space when I was a kid shrinking. Yeah. Yeah. Crying. I was in the line with the parents going, I don't want to be shrunk. You know, then my dad's like, well, they're going to bring you back at the end. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. and then one day I was thinking, who came up with, you know, I'll never know who it yeah. was. It could have been a famous or it could have just been somebody who said, yeah. hey, look, shrink, you know. Right, you know? right, right. And, but that effect that it had on me, you know, uh, they'll never know. But boy, yeah. you know, they scared the bejesus out sure. of this little kid thinking, I'm going to be shrunk down to uh, the yeah. size of a mushroom. And if know? it doesn't work. And if it doesn't, doesn't work, mean, what am I going to do? You're living in a
1: shoebox Oh yeah, you home, And right?
0: the brain goes in 40 different yeah. directions. Well, I'm, well, am I going to deal with this? Uh, yeah. What are they going to do with How am I going to get home? You yeah, know? I know. <laughs> so, but you know, somewhere yeah. out there, there was somebody that uh, that thought, "Hey, this is a cool idea. Let's do this." So
1: yeah, exactly. And so. many of those people you will never know. Um, and um, I was fortunate enough to meet some of them, and and I credit them for for making me fall in love with the industry for for a duration of time. And uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So. We we, uh, we have a lot we could uh, oh yeah we can get into um,
0: I think we shall at some uh, future point uh, we will try and cover as many things and we did get some really really awesome questions already um, that are basis to uh, use as a springboard for some other stuff. Some people have asked about painting with rum, and some have asked about how your childhood affected your, which we kind of talked about today here. Um, how did that influence some of your design mm-hmm. stuff later mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, there's uh, the nice thing about this is we can go in really any direction we want. Yeah. Whatever strikes our fancy, we say, hey, you know, let's talk about whatever it is today.
1: I yeah. Think- and today we kind of, I mean, I admittedly have a tendency to, wander
0: (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that
1: nothing wrong with that at all so sometimes you'll have to reel me back (laughs) in and say okay remember today we're talking about tiki there you go
0: (laughs) well i think uh we're off to a good start what did we end up we ended up with an hour and six minutes recorded so um awesome so i'm gonna pause and uh we will continue later